0: hi friends and welcome to live well with emily a podcast where we talk about all things yoga ayurveda mindful living and holistic wellness my goal is to inspire and empower you to cultivate a deep sense of connection with yourself and give you the tools necessary to live a more balanced healthy peaceful life i'm so happy you're here let's get started Hey love, welcome back. This is the third episode in a three-part series about the best yoga poses and practices for each dosha. If you haven't listened to kapha dosha or pitta dosha, by all means go ahead and go listen to those as well. Otherwise, let's start with today, which is vata. So All dosha mind-body types need to move every single day, and I personally recommend yoga for everyone, and Ayurveda is definitely um, a proponent of yoga as well, as we all know. Um, But not every yoga practice is going to benefit every person in the same way, because every person is so different Uh, in the same way that different foods and lifestyle practices benefit different doshas to a greater or lesser degree, different yoga poses serve the doshas in different ways too. So today we're looking at vata dosha. This can be applied to your dosha imbalance if you have excess vata going on right now, or if you're naturally a vata dominant person, so your prakriti or your original creation, your original balanced constitution, is mostly vata dosha, or if it's vata season, which is going to be fall and early winter. So a little recap on vata dosha, I do have episodes on um, introductions to each dosha, but This is just a real quick recap. So vata is made of air and ether. It is the end of the cycle. In the body, it's the air or the wind. It's the movement of thought and nerve impulses. It's uh, the excretion of bodily fluids. It's the circulatory system and the absorption of sensory impressions, right? So vata is light, dry, cold, mobile, subtle, clear, and rough. There are five sub-doshas of vata. These sub-doshas are called the five vayus, which translates to the five winds. And they're essentially specific actions and directions of life energy within the body they are as follows. Okay. So the first one is prana vayu. This is located in the brain and moves down into the chest. This, um, is, uh, bringing prana from external forces to the internal. It's the inward movement of vata. This is, uh, what we take, into our bodies, right? From sensory impressions to the food we eat to the air we breathe. It's the movement from the outside to the inside. When there's an imbalance in pranavayu, there's a general sense of discontent and it may manifest in many different ways, but ultimately a person will partake in unhealthy sensory habits that further pull them away from their greatest health and balance. They may become addicted to unhealthy substances or lifestyle patterns or stay in abusive or oppressive situations, things like that. Um, they sort of self-sabotage, if you will, right? Okay. So let's move on. Uh, so that's pranavayu. Then we have samanavayu. This is located in, um, the large intestine and the aspect of vata that, uh, pulls prana from outer parts of the body toward the center is samana vayu. So the force that carries the blood back to the heart or that carries the sensory impressions back to the brain. It's the absorption of oxygen into the bloodstream and the force that carries nutrients from the intestines into the bloodstream. So prana vayu absorbs, um, or I'm sorry, um, Samana Vayu absorbs and assimilates the prana into the body, right? So it takes, prana comes in and Samana uh, absorbs it and assimilates it. It's also the air that stokes the digestive fire or Pachakapitta, which we talked about last week um, a little bit. And Excessive samana vayu manifests as low or variable appetite, malnourishment, low agni or digestive fire, as if you've like blown the fire out with too much air, um, as well as alternating between constipation and very loose stools. Uh, That's a telltale sign that samana vayu is out of balance. In the mind, it manifests Basically as mental instability and whatever that looks like can vary from person to person. But mental instability is a sign Samana Vayu is out of balance. Then we have Vyanavayu. Vayu. This is located in the heart and it's the force that sends the energy from the center to the periphery of the body. Okay, so Samana Vayu takes everything from periphery to center, and Vyana Vayu takes it from center to periphery, right? It's the circulation of prana and blood, specifically arterial circulation, right? It's, it's also responsible for the flow of sweat and um, nerve impulses and the mobility of the joints. So an imbalance in Viana Vayu will manifest as poor circulation, perhaps cold hands and feet are just feeling cold kind of all the time, um, other circulatory disorders as well. Um, as well as motor nerve disorders or hyper or hypomobility, dry skin, dry membranes, it can also look like overwhelm or anxiety, fear, worry, and obsessive thoughts. Okay, that's Viana Vayu. Um and then we go on to Udana Vayu. This is located in the chest and the throat. This is air moving up and out. This is the force that puts all of the prana to work, right? So Prana Vayu brought it in, Samana Vayu um, absorbed it, Vyanavayu Vayu sent it out, and Udana Vayu puts it to work, okay? Um, so it motivates action within the body and the mind and expression of self. So it governs our speech patterns um, and it has a role in the ability to recall memory. Udana is the force that sends our energy outward in a clear and concise way. Physically, excess udana can manifest as a speech deficiency or even a dry cough or burping. Vomiting is considered udana vayu um, in excess. Uh, psychologically, we see a person who may be reckless or be over or under enthused, like in a, in a socially inappropriate way. Um, that would be udana vayu out of balance. Then we have apanavayu. This is located in the colon. This is air moving down and out. So apanavayu governs elimination of bodily waste like feces, urine, menses. It also plays a major role in childbirth, ovulation, and ejaculation. So an imbalance in apana vayu can manifest most commonly as constipation, gas, bloating, um, scanty menstrual flow, uh, but also things like infertility, poor semen quality, long and difficult labor, scanty urine, stuff like that as well. Um, It can also lead to just a general feeling of negativity and and downness. Okay. So now that we've looked at, um, you know, a little deeper into the roles of vata dosha within the body, we can see how yoga poses that balance vata are going to focus on improving circulation, aiding in the digestive system, and providing a general sense of grounded peace, right? Vata is the most sensitive dosha. It's generally the easiest to throw out of balance. And we live in a very vata-heavy world. Um, So we need to move with real mindfulness through our poses. We need to ground, ground, ground both the physical body and the mind and the emotions. So, poses that balance up on a vayu, so the colon, that digestion, um, and bring ease to the colon and the digestive system are going to be forward bends. We want to compress the pelvis, f- um, have flexion of the hips, right? So, Pashimotanasana, Janushirsasana, ABC, Kurmasana, Supta Kurmasana, Bara Konasana, Upavishta Konasana, um, Malasana. Right. These are all going to help the body ground, which is very important for Vata. So, if you don't know Sanskrit, um, <laughs> my apologies. So, these are all forward folds. Right. Straight leg forward fold on the ground. Janu is when we pull the um, the foot back, so that the sole of the foot is on the inner thigh, and fold forward there. Um, you know, Baddha Konasana is bound angle pose, so butterfly pose. Upavishta Konasana is like a wide leg forward fold. Malasana, yogi squat. Okay? Um, these are all going to help the body ground. Okay, um, forward folds and then and then also like seated postures like Padmasana, which is lotus pose or bhada Padmasana, which is a bound lotus pose. So wrapping the arms back behind you and grabbing onto the toes if, if you have that mobility. Sukhasana, just an easy seated position, very helpful for grounding. Um, so those are great options, forward folds, seated positions. People of Vata nature can have a tendency toward uh, excessive mobility, right? Without the strength necessary to keep things healthy and supported. So strength poses will be helpful. They'll help to balance that mobility out. As long as they're entered into very slowly and mindfully, Kapha needs to move, or sorry, Vata needs to move slow and stay conscious with every movement, um, so strong standing poses, like, um, well, really strong poses in general, right? So we have Virabhadrasana, A, B, and C. Those are um, warrior one, two, and three. Parsvakonasana, which is a side angle pose. Chaturangarandasana, so four-limbed staff pose, that bottom of a push-up. Navasana, boat pose, those are all strong poses that are um, going to stabilize vata without without causing too much strain in the body, generally speaking. Um, and then standing poses in general are going to be great for vata dosha, and I would suggest spending at least five full deep breaths in each pose before moving on to the next one. If, if it's a vinyasa practice, make sure you're moving slow and consciously, feeling every movement happen in the body. Be really mindful of what's happening on the inside. Yeah. Uh, standing forward folds, um, trikonasana, which is triangle pose, prasarita parotanasana, uh, ABC and D. So that's a wide leg forward fold standing um, Adho Mukha downward facing dog. Those are all going to be really great for vata dosha for that grounding sense. Um, and then let's go on to pranayama practices. So breathing practices are a super powerful way to balance the doshas and cleanse the body and the mind, but we need to make sure that, um, it's a good option for you. So please check in with your yoga teacher before taking on any of these pranayama practices because they're not always recommended for every student, especially Vata dominant people or Vata um, people who have a Vata Vikruti, a Vata imbalance. Um, it, sometimes it's not the best option. Um, but if you get the go ahead with your yoga teacher, with your qualified yoga teacher, then uh, here are some options for you. So, so, okay. So Vata is air and ether, right? So we want to control our breathing during our Vata balancing yoga practice, right? I mean, we always want to control our breathing during yoga, but Vata needs to hone in the air quality even more so because they become so ungrounded so easily. So breathe with sound, through the nose, throughout your entire yoga practice. This is very, very important, especially for vata. Um, as you sit in mod- in meditation, uh, breathe full, deep, slow breaths in and out through the nose. Nadi Shodhana is alternate nostril breathing. This is really great for vata dosha. Uh, so you sit nice and tall and inhale through the left nostril, exhale through the right nostril, then you inhale through the right nostril, exhale through the left nostril, right? So we're alternating inhales and exhales through each nostril. So you just use your hand and you close the left nostril up, inhale through the right, close the right, exhale left, inhale left, close the left, exhale right, right? Okay. And just continue like that. Um, we've, I've talked about Nadi Shodhana on the other episodes as well, so I'm not going to go through the whole thing again, but, um, basically that's what it is. Okay. Inhale through left, exhale through right, inhale through right, exhale through left. And you repeat like this for at least five minutes or so, maybe even a little bit shorter if you're just starting out and you're very Vata imbalanced. Um okay then samavriti pranayama this is same fluctuation breathing practice essentially so it can be helpful with this to um count in your head or even put on a metronome to start this breathing practice is it's really simple it's just making your inhales and your exhales equal length so if your inhale is a count of four, your exhale is a count of four. Um, and you can sit up tall or you can lie down on your back for this one and practice some of Riti for at least five minutes longer if you um, if you can or as you continue to practice and get comfortable. You can play with lengthening the inhales and the exhales longer and longer each time you practice as well. So eventually maybe you're inhaling for a count of 10 or 15 or 20, and then exhaling for the same 10, 15, 20, whatever it is. Long, deep, same inhale, same exhale breathing. You should also be breathing samavriti during your yoga practice, right? So when you're doing your breathing with sound, the inhale and the exhale should be of equal length. That's important too. Okay. All right. So some other considerations for vata exercise and well-being would be napping, (laughs) um, taking gentle walks and hikes, uh, taking hot baths, especially like Epsom salt baths and making sure you're oiling yourself every day as like, I'm probably a broken record to you guys, but it's so important. And then potentially adding in some light, um, weightlifting, or even lunge work into your practice will be really great too, right? So just a little recap, vata dosha, we're really focusing on grounding um, and we're focusing on forward folds, hip flexion, right? So that's basically bringing the knee toward the chest, right? It's a forward fold. You're flexing the hips when you do a forward fold. So um, also lotus pose, really great. Those seated poses where you can sit and reflect and ground, very important for vata. Moving very slowly, very important for vata. Uh, strength poses, standing poses. These are going to ground and balance vata dosha. Warrior poses, forward folds from standing, Triangle pose, side angle pose. These are all really great. If you're doing a vinyasa practice, keep it slow. Breathe at least five breaths in every in every pose. Right? Um, okay, so that is all I have for today. Please feel free to reach out if you have any questions or comments or concerns. That's what I'm here for. Otherwise, happy practicing, happy balancing out of your vata dosha. Let me know how it's going. All right. Love you.